system for offline. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. The Pat and AJ Podcast. Well, because they got great banter. They jib-jab. Jib-jab, jib-jab, jib-jab. Pat and AJ. Well, I feel like the conversation we've been having in the last five minutes is a lot more interesting than the shit they're talking about on the radio. Just moronic commentary and stupid sound effects, and it's just dumb. It doesn't make any sense. It's the Pat and AJ Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome on in, boys and girls. How you doing? Are you... Are you safe and healthy? I need to ask that because fuck. Everybody's sick. Everyone's sick. Like, I mean, not saying it's it's the Rona, but for a lot of folks it is. It is, yeah. And on top of that, it's the flu, or on top of that, it's just the common cold because you are in like, you know, the entering the depths of winter and stuff. So I I, I, I kid you not when I when I really say I have like a, a lot of clients that are, you know, out sick right now from adults to children. I have friends on my timeline yeah. that are all sick or recovering or Lots whatever. Lots of kids that are sick who are too yeah. young to get vaccinated. So, you know, I mean, I legitimately, and I think we both legitimately hope yes. that you are doing well and safe and healthy wherever you happen to be right now. Okay. So we are doing the same. Hi. Hi, AJ. I'm enjoying not working outside of the house and getting sick every time somebody walks in the door with something. That, I mean, for you, someone who was overall a sickly person, I mean, you just were. You just have a weak immune system since you've said that change happened when you had your tonsils out, I had out, my right? tonsils out when I was in my early 20s because yeah. I was I had mono, then I had my tonsils out, and then they realized your tonsils are part of your immune system, so they don't really take them out anymore unless it's, like, terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I said, yeah, I've, I've just, I catch everything now. Everything. <laughs> what do you do? What, what do you catch? Everything. everything. See, the 103rd episode of the Pat and AJ podcast here, coming to you from beautiful Arizona, here in Oro Valley today. I'm not used to having, like, any color on my skin this time of the year. It's very strange. I did have one of our friends uh, from back in Michigan. Uh, I have to say, I have to separate now because I have two Joshes in my life, right? So AJ makes me tag them as... Well, yeah, because you have a current Josh. Yeah, I have Josh Tattoo tattoo Guy, and then I have Michigan Josh, Now right? that we're starting to make friends here in yeah. Arizona, you got to be specific. And, uh, yeah, Michigan... Um, Michigan Josh. Michigan Josh, right? See, I even get confused about it. But he had brought up, like, you know, on social media, he saw a picture posted or something. He goes, boy, look at that tan skin for being a couple Midwesterners in January. (laughs) It is weird. I mean, it's not like, you know, it's not a dark tan by any means, but it's definitely way more than you have in the Midwest. But it's apparently not nice enough yet for the hummingbirds to come back. I I got a hummingbird feeder. Because Pat's been obsessing over these hummingbirds. We have yeah. a hummingbird in our backyard that we got a bunch. There's we, more well, than yeah, one. There's sorry, way more than one. There's several hummingbirds, um, but there's one that is like comfortable enough to like get in your face. Comes right over. Like by you. I've literally had it. I think weren't we doing the podcast? I think so. Yeah, we're doing it outside. And I was no, or maybe we were. I don't know. But either way, I heard something like, and I thought like. I had tinnitus or something. I'm like, yeah. what's going on? And I realized the hummingbird was right next feel, to my ear. I feel like that's the sound you hear the split second, like before a CIA drone blows you up. Oh yeah, like, that's it. When you're somewhere, it like a hummingbird, in and your like ear. you're you're in a savanna desert, and then all of a sudden you're like, boom, 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 what the? Fu-? That's it, you know, like done. But it was like literally a hummingbird that just got so close to you. Yeah. And it was just, it was like a fucking helicopter yeah. was was but you know behind. So you. we have all these hummingbirds in our backyard, and I put out a hummingbird feeder. 
which did not work out so well. It was a cheap piece of shit. <laughs> may was. I may I implore you, if you're going to buy a hummingbird feeder, yeah. there are the nice, pretty glass ones that they sell at, like, yeah. you know, the garden stores. And then there are the shitty ones you buy at Walmart, the like, red plastic yeah, ones. Yeah, say the red, the classic, like, red plastic. Don't do that, okay? Yeah. Buy, spend the money on the nice one because the red ones, I mean, they're just shit anyways, but, like, mine leaked. So it looked like we killed somebody in our backyard and Which I had to is, clean it up. you know, even funnier because uh, the more I research, and again, I think we talked about this, right? Like AJ's a doer and I'm kind of a, like, I, I research stuff. So she saw a hummingbird and she went and she bought first and whatever. I researched and I found out that uh, one, the red uh, colored food, the syrup, yeah. right? That we put in there that hummingbirds love that you put into any hummingbird feeder. Um, actually, it's been long thought that it needs to be the color red to attract them, right? Yeah. And they are attracted to the color red, but more importantly, it's where the little spout is. Yes. So, like, where their little beak it's goes in. It's less about the color and more about how they get at it. Yeah. yeah, right? So, you don't need, like, so that's funny that, like, literally you had this fucking crime scene because it's like this old school, oh, we yeah. got a diet red, so they dump some, you know, obnoxious food coloring in there. And then a swift whim comes and, you know, blows yeah. the plastic out. and Not it's Leaking all over your patio. I I researched that shit for like uh, six months because that's what I do, and I I found like a glass blown uh you know hummingbird feeder, and I got a a good uh, food for them. I, uh, that's not it's not dyed red. Yeah. It doesn't have to be because the entire bulb is like colors. It's of, very pretty. Yeah. yeah. So and I I secured it correctly but on the house. He's all bent out of shape because like we haven't seen a hummingbird yet. Well, yeah. At, now I want to see the fucking hummingbird. It's also like we I know I know it's I know it's January. Well, it's it's winter here yeah. in Arizona, which by the way I finally watched a uh, a local newscast. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I work in the news. I don't I don't <laughs> need like, to watch I just the can't news. Do it. You're like I can't do another Please, one. Please, I I need to be uninformed for 24 hours. Yeah, but I caught a local news like weathercast the other night. And the meteorologist, I just, I'll never, I mean, I'll give up my Midwesterner card. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But when the meteorologist is like, ooh, it's a chilly 57 today. Definitely winter here. Look out. And I almost fell off the couch. I'm like, shut your face. I get it. But it is, it's winter here. So we don't seem to have, there are, the birds are still around, but like there are certain species that are just not around right now because it's too cold for them. Yeah. They go away, right? Like, like, I mean, literally, I mean, or sometimes they try to come in. Now's when they also tell you to look out for snakes because snakes will get cold and And they will come up to your house and, you know, sleep next to your pool pump because it's warm. That's warm. Yeah. So, you know, I really So he put he puts up this hummingbird feeder in January and he's like so excited. He's like moping around. He's like, there's no hummingbird. Well, because I sit outside like a decent you know, AJ when she works, she's pretty much locked into this room where she is, right? The Groove Cat Lounge. So me with the work that I do, uh, you know, providing therapy services, I see clients for an average of fifty three minutes, right? That's and you do that session. in the spare bedroom, I, yeah, which I is also that. your office. Yeah, I have an office, I see them. And then normally afterwards, I have to file some paperwork, do some administrative stuff, and I immediately get up and I walk outside, right? Because one, it's Arizona. It's why we live here. It's why we live here. So I go outside because I'm a Midwestern kid and it's January and sunny and, and with blue skies. I have to be outside. So I go outside every day, and I go on there, and I do my notes. I put on some music, and yeah, da 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 da. And we have, um, uh, what do you have up there? You have the wind chimes, the wind chime from uh, from Hawaii. Yeah, we have wind chimes hung, and then I see every once in a while, you know, we have these big uh, palm trees. These uh, hummingbirds come in, and and you hear them rustling around. Yeah, in the palm tree, and you feel like, oh, they're looking for stuff. Like you can yeah. hear them, like. Pff, 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 pff. 
like you said, a CIA yeah, drone in your totally. ear. Totally. And I'm like, oh, wouldn't it be great to have one right there? So I did it and I researched it. I got the right one. I got it hung. It's not falling down. And I go out there to do my notes and no hummingbirds. No, but I, I guarantee. All I, want. That's all I want to see is hummingbirds. This summer is going to be incredible. Yeah. <laughs> see, that's what I'm worried about because um, uh, uh, comedian, uh, actor, podcaster, uh, rabble rouser, Mark Marin. He talked about how he put in a couple of uh, hummingbird feeders in his backyard years ago in a book that he wrote. And he said, I did it for my mental health to kind of help calm yeah. me. I was supposed to come outside, enjoy the flowers and the birds and all that shit. And instead, he describes how it ends up becoming like a stressor for him because he watches a bunch of hummingbirds basically engage in what he just uh called warfare I was like, I, I, that was the word that came to my head like, first yeah it's warfare he said it was like watching old uh you know the bombers fighting like world yeah. war one yeah like, <laughs> but he's like you know so i i put in these things to fucking relax and watch the birds and the flowers and instead he goes i'm freaking out because these things are dive bombing each other and they're so fast and they can hover in midair and he's like it's a fucking war scene yeah, in my backyard you know i didn't want to tell you this but i saw <laughs> i saw a reel on instagram the other day of um uh you know a guy like our age said i put in a couple of hum- hummingbird feeders yeah. in my parents backyard you know for them to you know yeah. keep, enjoy the birds they're older they you know they need some stimulation <laughs> Um, and then he took a video on the second day. Yeah, what is It's a shit ton of hummingbirds dive bombing yeah, each, each other, other. killing warfare. each other. Yeah, and there's two of them. And they're swarming around it. They look like bees because they're so fast. Yeah. And that's what I, I like. I'm like, well, we're not going to have any now, but in the summer, I'm afraid I've they're going to like. I've seen one out here. There's one in the winter that like bobs around. And I, I wondered if he's going to come around and yeah. like check it out. But I don't see. I, and one shows how old I'm getting, right? That I spend so much time at home in my backyard. See, now it's stressing I want to make out. it aesthetic, right? <laughs> it is. It's stressing me out. It's supposed to bring me calm and joy. Instead, you're sitting there waiting for hummingbirds and, that aren't showing. Up. I'm sitting there like assholes. Free food. Free, <laughs> free food. food. I got to get a little sign here. Free food right here. So I'm waiting for that. I don't know. It's very uh, it's weird being in the middle of our first winter here because I asked this on my Facebook the other day mm-hmm. to our friends who live in Arizona that we've made since we moved here. Friends, we, we've we actually got quite a few friends who moved here before we did Yeah, that are like in the Phoenix area. And so I'm like, okay, a couple of questions as a new Arizonan. I said, I... Last summer, uh, I totally got upsold into buying a Mr. Car Wash subscription, oh, yeah. which is $20 a month, which really isn't bad because you spend $8 on every car wash anyways. But I said, you know, now that it's winter, I'm not getting my car washed. I want to cancel it. But I said, please remind me how much dust there is during the summer because the summer here is filthy. There's dust on everything, everybody. It comes in your house. It's on your car. That's when people get their car washed. So I'm Mm -hmm. like, remind me that, you know, during the summer, I'll want that. Yeah, yeah. And I also said, I'm like, you know, I've been mopping the house like twice a week. And I said, is that a lot? Because I'm like, nobody here has carpet. And if they do, they tear it out <laughs> and the floor is filthy, but I'm like, it's not, it's dirtier during the summer because of the dust. I'm like, I just, it's weird because we haven't lived here a full year yet. So I'm not You're in still the, getting your bearings, still getting my bearings. And yeah, what they say, what they say, um, they said, you know, if, if you want to keep your car clean, obviously keep the subscription, yeah. but I, I also just got my car painted. So yes, I do want to keep my car clean. Like it looks brand new right now. I see. You and I want to keep it that way. When's the last time you went? 
Oh, uh, probably a month ago. A month ago? Yeah. That's yeah. the problem. In the winter, you really only go maybe once a month because your car still does get dirty. Yeah. I've also realized- You with- also don't leave the house a lot and well, you, yeah. you park your car in the garage. Yeah, but it still gets dirty as shit, man. It's still, like, it's there's just, we're in the desert. Yeah. Like, it gets dirty. So why do you want to cancel it? Why don't you just go, cheap. go once a week and fucking go, you know, that's like, what is it, 20 bucks a month? Well, that's, that's, like, that's, like, that's like what you pay DoorDash to bring you a cheeseburger. On all right? one night. I know, that's one- what I night. said, if it was anything more than that, I'd be like, eh, I don't know. But 20 bucks a month is so yeah. cheap, especially, you know. If so you, you have to go three times a month to, to make, make it work. To yeah. like make your money back. I do need to go like now. I'm mm-hmm. probably going to go today because I realized um, on a lighter colored car. Yeah. Because I haven't had one in so long. Yeah, you got um, an orange car. I now. have an orange car. His name is Beaker. Yeah. Yeah, you've changed the name of your car. Yeah, it from used black. to be Black Betty. Now it's Beaker. Actually transitioned. That's what happened. Yes. Betty Betty transitioned now. Yes. Into Beaker. It's and a they. <laughs> they would appreciate you respecting their, their proper pronouns. Their pronouns. Um, but when the car gets dirty, like when the when it rains, yeah. The raindrops almost they get collected with the the dirt, and mm. then it's just like these little black splotches all over your car. Okay, so I, it's bothering me, and well, I need kind to get of, it washed. Um, even though I've already had this conversation, I think I know the answer. Um, when you got your car painted, what kind of like package did you go for? I got the mid level package. Okay. I didn't get the cheapest one. I didn't get the most expensive okay. one because I didn't want to be. Listen, I you know I'm a grown ass woman. I didn't want to go the cheap route because I know the cheap route is cheap for a reason. It is yes yes and. Really, the mid-level route was only like two hundred dollars more, and I'm like, okay. if you're already paying, you know, six hundred bucks to get your car painted, pay eight hundred for the better package. The problem was the the highest package was like twice that, yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm not. But willing I wonder to spend if, that much. if that didn't have like the stuff you were just kind of describing, like yeah. sounds just like there's no, um, you know, there's coating and different kind of yeah. you know waxes and shit that you put on cars. I and know. Stuff. No, I'm not going to cancel it, but it is it is weird living here in the winter when you haven't yeah. been here a full year yet. Like you said, you we're not used to. We're like, oh, hummingbirds. Well, the, yeah, where that's are why they? I'm sitting here. Like literally, I'm spending a lot of time outside. Arguably, probably more than I will in the summer, right? Because the summer's so hot, and so I'm spending a lot of time outside. I'm I'm out back doing you know work, and so I'm very cognizant of my surroundings. Yeah, and so I'm like, well, it's so nice to have. Like, trust me, I'm not done. The bird, you know, <laughs> the humming. He's got so many I, plans for the backyard. <laughs> yeah, the 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 uh, uh um. You know, my, my, my ideas of plot, uh, potted plants or certain, you know, uh, in-ground plants. Yes, you can do in-ground plants in Arizona. It just becomes a little tricky. But, you know, I, I, I have ideas. I, I want to curate the backyard a I'm definitely bit. trying to figure out, like, the landscaping around here. Because yeah. we have some neighbors that have had landscaping being done for, like, a month now. I mean, I swear to God, it's been, like, a solid month that people have been out in their front yard and you don't like there's no grass Mm. so i've been watching them and it actually woke me up one morning i'm like what the hell is that noise they were shoveling all the rocks Uh, from their front yard into a truck okay because it's so they getting new rocks i guess so they're it's just so labor intensive like i don't know what they're doing they didn't hire someone for that no they did subcontract no no they they did hire somebody but but they've been here for like a month and i'm just like this is yeah rocks are heavy man it's just crazy come on you you learned that when you were trying to do all the uh, landscaping back in the Midwest. I mean, just doing that little patch in our front yard of, you know, uh, rocked or, you know, yeah, the little plants. I mean, oh. that was just labor intensive doing that. So imagine now, now do that for a whole yard. No, right? no, I'm good. Do it for like for a, a, a 20 by 20 plot. That's big shit. I'm man. trying to, as a new Arizonan, I'm trying to figure out how to pick up my dog's poop 
without picking up rocks. Yeah, that is That's tough. A struggle. That is tough. Especially if it's not like you, we have like a, a, a smaller dog. So, yeah. you know, it's not. Then you end up with uh, like a poop bag that has like two rocks in it. I try because I know that like people pay for those rocks. So I'm trying not to like scoop them up. <laughs> and you don't put want them in people to bag. think that, that you're stealing their rocks. Well, that'd be kind of gro- a one gross by, way to do it. One by one, day by day, she's slowly amassing an entire collection of stolen rocks. See, in about 15 years, I'll have enough for our front yard. <laughs> That's not funny. That's not funny. You listen to me. Some of you burned out motherfuckers in the audience. You would get drunk, dude. You're a young guy, and I can tell you look like Horshack or whatever the fuck. You look like cute little, you look like Screech a little bit, dude. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's endearing. And everybody want, everybody likes you. Seriously, you just be careful, because you look like a guy who, who needs somebody really bad in his life. And you just... You just watch it, because you're the kind of guy, you'd drink a lot of drinks, and you'd go into, like, a petting zoo at, like, 2 in the morning. (laughs) Don't fuck a goat. I don't know you, but I'm telling you, never fuck a goat. Okay? What's your name? Jerry. 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 Jared, get a fucking name that I can hear. Jared, don't fuck a goat. You hear me, son? Because a goat... Now, listen. No, fucking listen. Put it on receive, dude. A goat... (laughs) Why am I attacking you? I have no idea. So your sister wants to uh, wants to visit, which is cool. We're starting to get visitors down here, which is nice. Like we have my best friend and his wife are coming down in like a month's time for a little weekend. My cousin and his wife and daughter have already visited. And we're trying to talk your uh, your sister into coming down, which your sister admitted she isn't to come down. We just laugh because, like, I mean, you know, AJ's sister is your typical millennial. She hates everything. Yeah. Uh, you know, existing uh, sucks. And, and she hates hot weather. Yeah, she's very much the original generation, even though they're but now. she also hates winter, so I don't. She you're hates, right. She hates again, everything. she hates existing. <laughs> But like she's like your original wave of millennials with like the the uh, skinny jeans yes. and like the long sleeve t shirts and she still dresses like that yeah. so she you know her she was like oh my god you want me to come to the desert um, and this is what I wear and how and is I that going to work I'm like don't well don't come during the summer it's 120 to, like nobody goes outside in the summer here like right you, you sit in the shade at best and you get in the pool <laughs> you best. don't you don't go in the sun but I'm like hey you know I said that to somebody the other day too who was moving here from Michigan mm-hmm. they were like hey any tips and i said yeah don't throw out all your winter clothes because yeah, some. it will feel cold here in yeah. the winter to you yeah i mean you won't need like i mean you're I've, not gonna need a big chunky sweater i noticed that i just had to purchase more long sleeve t-shirts which yeah. is something i was never into i never liked long sleeve t-shirts he's wearing them a lot though and but they go they really work this time of the year well, that's like, why i said i'm like light jackets hoodies i'm like yeah. you don't need a winter jacket you don't need a chunky no. sweater but you are gonna get cold here. But like if I'm outside right now I can totally wear like a long sleeve yeah. t-shirt and it's cool. So I only have like two of those. That's the only thing that I really bulked up on. You're right. You're not going to need your big bulky puffy stuff. It's but just... I keep telling my sister, I'm like visit in the winter when you know it's yeah. 70 degrees here. She can dress like that. Yeah, you can dress like that and you won't be hot. <laughs> like a French hipster. That's yeah. how that's how my sister-in-law has like always dressed. She's always been like, I feel like she should have a French accent. Uh-huh. So um now, like with that, obviously, people coming out here to see us, it's, it's always very nice. 
we have for a long time always been the one to travel to family. Yeah, we know there's, you know, there is a, a quite a large handful of people that will never visit us. And yeah, and that's fine. You don't even argue with it because if you want to see them, you got to go see yeah, them. Yeah, I mean, that's for, for anyone who I feel like has really moved out of like, if you just have one of those family systems or one of those lives where it's all revolved around X town. Yeah. And then you are the only person who, who then left. decides to go to Tulsa, right? There's a new opportunity in Tulsa. You're going to Tulsa to start a new life. It then like the burden does transfer on you, and we've talked about this through the years on the radio show, that the burden is then you, since you're the one who left. You're the one who has to come back and visit. You're the one who needs to come back. You need to make that time because you're the one that disrupted kind of the natural flow of things. The hardest part, I think, for us, because we've moved around so much, is even when we still lived in Wisconsin, where's, where the majority of my family and even some of Pat's family lives. Yeah. Um, we still couldn't get them to come visit. It was like a two-hour drive, and they wouldn't do it. So eventually, we're like, fuck you. We're going to move even further away <laughs> because you won't come visit regardless. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah, I mean, it becomes, again, it's on you. Yeah, we the burden is now shifted to you. We had family. I shit you not, tell us that they would not drive an hour and a half out of Milwaukee for our wedding. Yeah. And I was like, all right, well, then screw you. We're going to Vegas. Well, like, that I'm was, done with this. That was to the big bad city of Chicago, which, you know. That's that, what I'm saying, that though. That big 90 like, mile gap between people don't realize that Milwaukee and Chicago, I mean, they are so fucking close. Yeah, you can it's 90 com- minutes. You can commute. If you live in the burbs of yeah. Chicago and you want to work in the burbs of Milwaukee. My grandfather did. My grandfather lived in a burb of Chicago yeah. and he worked in Milwaukee. Who's our, um, our old radio cohort, who I think thankfully is uh, by now been paroled by the industry but craig carson craig carson yes. forever lived in the northern burbs still does lives in the northern burbs of chicago yeah. and he worked part of his career was in chicago yeah the other half was in milwaukee and each way Our was friend west now doesn't he he lives in milwaukee because his kids are up there and he yeah. he works in right by gurney yeah. mills yeah. yeah but that's like borderline though it's not, like yeah, all it's the not way. quite all but the way still so like that's that's you know regardless what, that's what you're dealing with yes. we've just accepted that now we are we are always going to be yeah. the ones who have to come visit so we've been kind of plotting out like all right once we're settled into Arizona yeah. and you have like a year in, then it kind of becomes, all right, who are we going to visit? Now I'm lucky. Um, I just don't, I don't know. AJ always fights me on this. Not that I don't have a big family, but just, I did not grow up with. You have a big family that you weren't really super close to. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's the way but to put also, it, right? You know, your your family was also, your, your immediate family was marred by divorce. Yes. So if you were going to see that side of the yeah. family, it wasn't going to be with your mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, so and, that makes a big difference. And then it was just geographical. Yeah. Like I was in Chicago with my mom and her side of the family, and my dad was in Iowa, yeah. um, you know, with his side of the family, right? And just, so there's a lot of shit going on. So we're figuring out, okay, now that we're set in here, Got to go visit family eventually. Um, Iowa, uh, we've been going there the last couple of years. I've really kind of reconnected. The last seven years, actually. Yeah, like I, I, I reconnected um, with my father and, 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 and that side kind of after my mom's death. And, yeah. you know, really was able to kind of embrace having that family there. They're and, awesome. I love yeah, And like family. AJ loves them all and Dylan loves it and loves going out to Iowa. We go to the farm. We have a great time. So we're coordinating that travel, right? All right. That's one trip. Uh, and then AJ, uh, comes to me, of course. And she says, so I know you don't want to talk about it, but we got to talk about, um, visiting my parents in Wisconsin. Who do not listen to this podcast, by the way. I'm shocked they can still answer the phone at this point. <laughs> I shit you not, not, not to derail. I'm let they me can answer the phone. Let me give you an example. 
they have they both have cell phones and yeah. a landline. That yeah. is three lines in the house. No one answers anything. Nobody answers the phone. <laughs> Finally, the other day, my dad's like, uh, "Sorry, fuck. Jen, like I." We couldn't find the oh, phone, and I'm like, couldn't you find the phone. Phone's gone. That's what I. I'm Where's like, the phone. You have three lines. They're like, yeah, but we can't find any of the phones. So no, they don't listen to the podcast. So Liz, um, the reason why this is an interesting conversation, and we want your input on it. Yeah, mean that we yeah. need, we need third party input on. Or this. it's just cathartic. I don't know. I just like you know me. I'm a therapist. I just like talking about stuff, yeah. right? I feel like if we talk about it enough, we'll figure out something. So um, the reason why this is a unique subject, because there's probably someone listening right now like, okay. So you go visit family. So you go visit your in-laws with your wife and your son. Um, For those who don't know the complete uh, history of us, I have uh, had a combative relationship with my father-in-law pretty much since we began to know each other. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, right at the beginning of our relationship, he, uh, you know, got addicted to opioid pain pills, lost his job, lost his job. So I kind of began to know him at a very crisis kind of moment. And even AJ said like, he's not the same guy that he was, but so I've come into this guy's life and yeah, you're going to have typical, you know, listen, you're marrying my daughter. You're the father of my grandchild. You know, I'm another Male figure, yeah. right? And and that, by by order, lions, male lions, yeah. kind of, you know, you puff up, right? Like, yeah. I'm, the, I'm the motherfucker that runs this. Who are you? So there's some of that natural bullshit, no big deal. But, I mean, I had that with Pat's mom, too, to a point. Oh, yeah. And she my mom, also, men- yeah, my mom's mentally ill. She was bipolar, really, yeah. so we just used that as yeah. the excuse. My mom was mentally ill and hated everyone, yeah. including me. Yeah. Um. So, but, you know, AJ's father and I, we've never had an ideal relationship, no. right? And it's kind of escalated over the years as he's kind of um, deteriorated uh, mentally. Uh, you know, he's physically, physically, he's just kind of declined in life. And it seems like with that decline, I became more and more threat. uh, I was going to, I was going to say a target for him. You're um, you're right. Or or, or you're right. I became a threat to him. So then he made me a target. And essentially I've had multiple incidents with my father-in-law where he has, um, said blatant falsehoods about myself or my family, uh, to, uh, I don't know, make him, I mean, make himself feel better. I don't know. The, the most prominent that I remember that I actually, like I spent weeks in therapy trying to figure out how to deal with this. This is back in Wisconsin is when my father-in-law, um, told an, ex, you know, it was a family get together, you know, that your family has a lot, right? You guys are all close. He was at one of these family get togethers with all the aunts, all the uncles, all the cousins, and kind of went into a thing about how, um, he's glad that my son, uh, who at the time is, Oh no, no, you're wrong about that. But, okay. but you're sort of right. He said this to me Yes. on a, a we were on a, a camping trip together because, Pat, Oh, that's right. Camping trip. Camping Pat, trip. What, Pat had to go to a funeral for a family member. That's right. So my parents and, and our son, we went on a camping trip and he said this to me, Okay. but I guarantee he said it to well, the yeah, rest of the family. That's what we've all said. If, if it comes to you, it's been said before. It's your dad before, doesn't have yeah. a lot of original thoughts. He has kind of stories yeah. and he repeats them, but it was, uh, your dad basically bragging, uh, about how how he's so glad that uh, our son has him in his life uh, to be a positive uh, male role model because Pat's not a positive. Apparently, male role model. Um, to infer 
that means that I am not a positive role model. And I think he kind of dug in like, well, you know, Pat wasn't raised by his dad. Uh, he was raised by his mom and a bunch of women. And listen, I be, it, it just became a very misogynistic yes. thing. Like, well, I'm glad I can teach him how to go fish. Yeah, teach stuff. him how to like, be a man. And listen, I've had toxic masculinity uh, fuck with me like my entire life. Yeah. Right. Because I was raised without a dad. Um, I was literally accused of being gay by the Catholic Church because I don't fucking know. I was too whatever. And they're like, he might be gay, which means he burns in hell. That's an actual from a nun. They called his mom. It was a fucking parent-teacher conference. We think he's gay. Imagine that today. Imagine the fucking lawsuits that would fly today. Oh, my God. Right? So... You know, this was very triggering. This is a triggering thing for me because for a long time, I've, I've kind of always felt inferior as a man that I don't fit that mold. I'm not good at, you know, all these, you know, stereotypical sports or this or that. And so it was like your dad knew and he dug in. Yeah. And that was a big deal to me. And I actually went to therapy over weeks um, about it. My therapist suggested that I actually kind of speak to him about it and not to dig up old wounds. AJ was very anti that at the time. She was just like, I was struggling. Yeah, I was. I felt like I was being pulled in two directions. You were very much like, can't you just let it go? Yeah. Right. You're like, can't you let it go that my dad would say this? Um, And I'd be lying if I said, "Okay, that's the only incident. Right. That's the only thing this guy's ever said. It's not. But it's not every, you know, because I love my wife. I often do just forget. Right. Oh, fine. Okay. I back off. And that's what I did with your mom yeah. because she was bipolar. I'm like, I, I gave her that pass to basically be a bitch to me every time she saw me because she was bipolar. Uh, you know, and I don't know if that was the right or wrong thing to do. I only confronted her a few times about things and, she and said I was to say, me. You only knew her for how long before she got sick? How long did you know her for? Um, probably about, what, six years? Six years, four, yeah. four you know, five years maybe really, yeah. you know, about five years. So you had five years of her. So we've had other incidents. Um you know, and, and, and this is like, there was an incident where my dad like literally disrespected Pat in our house Yeah, and it was ugly. And I really, really, I mean, I threatened to throw him out. It I'm was like, the you first need to go time, to a hotel. It was the first time that you had ever stood up for me over your father, which was kind of a big deal in our relationship for a yeah. while where you just for whatever. I think a lot of women have that issue. Like you are being pulled, you, you know, you're. You you belong to your husband. You belong to your family. Like, where do you go when those two do not intertwine? Yes, and 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 then this is also surrounding a time when um, a bunch of other shit went on in the family, and kind of you had aunts and uncles who became not my biggest fan overnight, yeah. and so then it kind of becomes like a breeding ground. Yes. So where am I? Yeah. So where am I going with all this? Right? Am I just bitching about my father in law and I's relationship? No. I'm just trying to give you a little bit of background. This is someone who's been in my life now for 15, 16 years. Um, so that's just our kind of tension. I'm not even going to bring in all this shit no. about him and my wife and him and his everything. No. That's, that's something else. Um, why it's important is because after the last incident, which AJ said was by far, it was the ugliest. It was, it happened at our house in Michigan. Yeah, it was very ugly. And, uh, the first time she really stood up for me and saying, okay, I need to take my family, you know, my new family side over this. Um, you haven't made me interact with the family. Now we've been a bit, you know, we, we've been helped by the fact that there has been a global pandemic. Yes. 
you know, I will not lie. Before. Because this went down in 2018. <laughs> and then, you know, by the time, yeah. you know. I saw them once the next summer and then boom, the pandemic hit. Yeah, so, so no one's seen anyone, but I have not seen the family, okay? And AJ has kind of like a little bit over the last year kind of dropped in like, well, you know, eventually you have to go see him. Well, you know, eventually you have to go see him. Well, you know, eventually you have to go see him. But this was the first time that you sat down as we made plans uh, for this upcoming summer, right? And we said, okay, we're going to go to Iowa. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. You said, so let's talk about Wisconsin. And of course that infers you're approaching again as in, you have to we go. We need to soon. talk about it. We need to yeah. talk about this. Um, and I think we dealt with it the healthiest. I think we've dealt with, I mean, that was a, I mean, from someone who deals in like healthy communication, I felt like we had like really healthy dialogue about it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I, I think I was very, I think I was very forward in saying, you know, okay, we're talking about visiting your family. I have family too. We have yeah. to go visit them. Which, which of course, I wanted to reiterate that I wasn't holding you back. I'm not that guy. Who's, but the word, the key word here is you. Yeah, I'm not saying you can't go. I'm not saying my son can't go. Right. Uh, unfortunately, I just feel like you should go where you're celebrated and not tolerated. And I just feel as if. I'm entering into a toxic situation if I were to go again. Like, I'm just, yeah. I'm waiting. It's, it's, it's like you keep getting burnt touching the stove. Um, but you keep going back to touch the yeah, stove. Yeah, and like, and it's almost like, no, go back, grab that pan this now. This time will be fine. Yeah, you're like, but I grabbed the pan last time and it burnt me. No, 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 this time it's go, 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 go. Just do it, do it, do it, do it. Do so it. I think the reason that this triggered me, and I don't even, and it's funny because now that I think about it, I don't know the reasoning behind it, is yeah. that um, on my mom's side of the family, we had... A couple of spouses mm-hmm. of cousins, and my mom had you know seven brothers and sisters. She has a real big, family. yeah, real yeah. big family, and we were we were all very tight knit. We still are. Yeah. But when I was a kid, we had some spouses that just stopped showing up to holidays, mm-hmm. and we like never saw them. We saw our cousin. Okay. We didn't see their spouse. So like it'd be Aunt Jeannie, but Uncle Joe doesn't come. Yeah. And Aunt Jeannie brings your cousins. And just Uncle, remember Uncle Joe? Oh, yeah, I yeah. remember Uncle Joe. And there was always a random excuse as to why they weren't there. And yeah. then, like, later on, you found out that something happened okay. and that they didn't like the family or the family didn't like them. But, like, I was a kid, so I didn't... You didn't know. They just kind of evaporated. Yeah, yeah and I, I always hated that. I'm like, I don't want to be that one who has a spouse that just doesn't show up and you don't know why, but... I also was too young to understand that shit was going on behind the scenes. I was going to say that makes sense because you've said that before to me um, just in general. Like you've said that phrase of I don't want to be the one whose spouse never shows up. So now that makes a little bit of sense as to why. right? Because, But I also admit I didn't know that there were problems because I was a kid. I just thought they were being assholes. Okay, so so that's already kind of in your head. You're you're thinking, oh, now I'm the one who shows up without a spouse. Okay. do you think there here's my question, though, you're saying it from a little kid standpoint. Who is the little kid who's thinking of that in your family? There isn't one. There's none, no. right? I mean, everyone's, I mean, your, oh, I know. your cousins are all in their 20s or 30s. Uh, Dylan is literally, he was the youngest, and he's now the second youngest cousin. I mean, Dylan's 15, the youngest cousin is one. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, like, that's, there's not, you know, not like, I don't know. I understand your concern, right? I get it. But what I wanted to explain to you, and I did, and I think we had good dialogue about it, was, you know, I have to have boundaries, yeah. right? And I have to have boundaries for myself, and I've chosen to make that boundary that I cannot tolerate 
being disrespected like that, especially in my own home, right, by a person. I also don't want to impede on your ability to connect with your family. I don't want to impede on my son's ability. You can attest to this. I'm not that guy who's been talking shit about grandpa to my son. I'm not. Yeah, like I didn't sit up. Our son doesn't. Like he knows that there's been some. Like he knows there's tension, right? He knows there's tension, but he, it's mostly because of like my my parents' health and they're stubborn. They won't let anybody help them. That's what he thinks it's about. Yeah. And and that is part of it, but that's sure. that's not the half of it. So you know, it's it's not like I'm not that guy who you you hear about. You know, you, you get divorced and all of a sudden mom sits, uh, you know, little one down and just shit talks dad for no. like two hours. I'm not like that guy. Like your mom did about your dad. Fuck yeah. So you know, when I realized that our relationship had deteriorated, I was like, that's you know, that's ours. That's yeah. our relationship. I'm not going to hold you back. I'm not going to hold my son back. I'm even cool with your mom. I think your mom's a beautiful person. I think you know, um, you know, I I, I love having a connection with her i will admit it is awkward it was awkward before everything went down yeah that when we would go visit my parents because you were just so uncomfortable around them and i felt bad and i felt like i had to navigate between the two of you and it was annoying i'm like i hate yeah, that's you know, tough on you right yeah i'm like he's a grown-ass man and he's uncomfortable here and you know my parents aren't helping and now i've got to deal with this like this is stupid yeah so, sure but i also you know on the flip side i also looked at it like well I didn't set boundaries with your mom because it was always, well, she's mentally ill. She's bipolar. So you just have to deal with it yeah. when she calls you a bitch on Christmas Eve. And, you know, like And then she became demented. So then yeah. it's like you're dealing with someone who's literally not in their right mind. So, so you have to almost not You have let to pretend any, yeah, yeah, all that stuff didn't happen. Yeah. So it's a very weird conundrum that like I'm in. It's a very weird conundrum that Pat's in. Yeah. Because I'm like, well, how come you're setting boundaries with my family, but I didn't send any with your mom. I just dealt with it. Yeah, but right. I said, "Is was that healthy? You know, she literally called me a bitch on Christmas Eve once. I'm like, that's it. Like, I'm done with you. She called me a bitch and, and a bad mom. There you go. Remember that one. Um, and Double I, whammy. And that's when our son was like young. Yeah. So I was like, I was devastated. You were postpartum and he, everything. Well, yeah. no, no. He was like three or four. Okay. So not postpartum. But still, you're like, you know. Yeah. I don't think you ever think you're a good parent. But then to have your mother-in-law tell you, no, you are a bad mom. Mm-hmm. You know, that sucks. So, but then I was like, well, maybe I should have set up boundaries with her. Maybe I should have yeah. said, you go hang out with your mom. She hates me. I don't want to be around her. Yeah. So Notice I even set boundaries with my mom mom the last couple of years the one year you literally asked me you said mother's day you said can we just finally have a mother's day without your mom without your mom that's all you asked for because and, it, and, it was and, so triggering for pat he hated mother's day yeah, i hated mother's day and his mom was the type of person <laughs> who would be like celebrate me yeah she she was very much one of those who wanted the parade the whole she wanted day the pomp, the circumstances her, yeah. yeah she wanted to be held up she on forgot a, on a that pedestal. i was a mom too she didn't give a shit it yeah. still had to be about her and i was like can we not deal with your mom on a mother's day please yeah. because she's mean what i do you you didn't deal with your mom. Yeah, mom literally went and visited her, and I said, "Hey, this year, just so you know, you know, we're we're gonna take Jenny out. All right, this year is her year. Right? Got to make those boundaries. I understand it's tough, and I I I understand that I'm probably operating from a, just a different viewpoint in general now. Like I lived this life of. Um, I don't know, emotional well-being and trying to take care of yourself while taking care of your family. And I know what's good and I know what's bad. And I just know that it's unfortunately for the, you know, um, I just think it's a, uh, just not a healthy relationship. Right. No. And it's, but it, but I, the, the struggle here is like, do I, I don't, I, I understand your point of view and I'm not going to argue with it. I'm not going to yeah, force sure. you to go see him. I am disappointed 
But I get it, too. Yeah. But now Pat is like, well, now I feel like an asshole. I do. No, immediately, because, A, you know, we talked about it, and, and AJ kind of went from, you know, you should go, really, because she's like, they're going to die. You know, she's like, look, no one's going to be alive past five years. Yeah. So, you know, you re- you know, AJ was doing what she does, which is the forgive, forget, move on. And, you know, we kind of went through a very quick period where she's like, you just need to suck it up and go. And then we kind of evolved the conversation and I told her my point and she accepted it and said, okay, I accept that. You know, that's okay. I will, you can, after we see your family, fly back to Arizona, we will fly on to, you know, Milwaukee and see my family. That's fine. And and to be fair too, I have set up boundaries with, you know, with, with my dad's whole pill addiction. The family went to shit. We all fought for years over what to do. Yeah. And I have aunts and uncles who I used to be really close to that I'm not anymore because of that whole situation. Sure. So, like, when I go back to Milwaukee, unless they search me out, I'm not going to go see them. Yeah. Like, unless they unless they want to hold out an olive branch. But, but see, so I get and, it. And, like, that's the weird part with me is how, and, and where we were going with that was, yes, as soon as AJ kind of, of course, goes, yeah, I see your point. I hear you. So, yeah, why don't you not go? I immediately then, the next 24 hours, feel like a huge asshole. And then I feel like, oh, fuck, should you just shut the fuck up and go and put on a happy face? And your wife is so great. Why are you doing this? Um, so yeah, that's how I felt since then. But I also know if you did go to Milwaukee, you would be a nightmare to deal with. You like, you would be uncomfortable. You would be awkward. I, I feel the entire time, like I have to take care of you because I know you're uncomfortable. I mean, it's definitely and not I what love it was. You, but I, de- I don't, yeah. you know, I hate to say it. I have to take care of my parents now. Yeah. That's, that's the relationship we have. I can't deal. You're, you're a caretaker. Yeah. I can't deal with, you know, my 43 year old husband yeah. moping around cause he's uncomfortable being there. Like I have to focus yeah. on one thing and I can't which is, do it Which both. is why I feel like me not going is a benefit to everyone. Yeah. Like, doesn't it keep the mood lighter? Doesn't it? Because you're not going to challenge anything your dad says, right? Your dad's going to talk and tell stories. Well, no, I challenge him now. I I yell at him quite a bit. You know, for the most part, you let him just go on. Your mom's just going to sit there and be happy to see you. And our son will be there probably on his fucking, uh, you know, iPhone or whatever. And that's going to be, and you guys will order some food. And I'm happy, I'm, I'm happier for you to have that experience than, again, if I were there. And then every time your dad says something with a little bit of an innuendo, you have to look at me and kind of roll your eyes and you know there's all that shit so you know it's it's what i'm trying to say is i appreciate your willingness to respect my boundaries i respect your boundaries i'm not a very therapeutic thing to say no i'm am i happy about it absolutely not because i love you and you're my best friend and my partner i know you get bored i'm not around i'm awesome yeah people like to be around me (laughs) I, I, i like to be around me too and i and you know of course i want everything to be kosher with you yeah. and my family but that's just not real life you yeah know? And, and again man shit you want to fly your mom out no problem let's have a good time let's go out get some tacos and shit well and that's also the point we're at with my parents is that it's kind of um it's it's hard like they can't travel anymore. yeah no they're physically disabled the they, last time my yeah. mom flew out here it was an absolute nightmare, nightmare yeah. and it was a nightmare for me because i had to take care of everything yeah so i'm like if we you know I, but I have to go see them. I, they're not going to be around sure. forever. I totally understand that. I understand. And that's why, again, I do not want to uh, hold you back from that relationship. No, right? I get it. And I appreciate that. I guess Pat's whole thing is, am I being an asshole? That's all I wanted. Am I being an asshole? Okay. Or is this quite possibly such a healthy way that we worked out a dispute that it's so healthy, we can't even recognize how maybe healthy what, it is. Maybe that's what it is. It's and just it's, too healthy. <laughs> it's so normal for us that now we have to, hold on. 
Are we assholes in all of this? (laughs) Are we the assholes? The Pat and AJ Podcast Network is available on all your favorite audio platforms. Subscribe today. Follow Pat and AJ on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook now at Pat and AJ. PatandAJ.com. Support the Pat and AJ Podcast Network today by donating on Venmo or Cash App. Powered by the people. The Pat and AJ Podcast.